Welcome, everybody, to a special edition, a bonus edition of Smith & Jones. Eric Smith, Paul Jones with you. Of course, we will be back later in the week with our regular Thursday edition of Smith & Jones. But, hey, since our show last week, of course, it's been a busy few days for the Raptors. The draft itself last week and the Raptors at number 13, selecting Grady Dick from Kansas, a team that needed shooting, got out and grabbed themselves, arguably, if not the best shooter in the draft, Jonesy, the second best shooter in the draft. But as we will find out with our guest this week, and we'll get to that in a couple of seconds, this is a guy who is not just a shooter. He can put the ball on the floor. He can rebound a little bit. Yes, there's going to be room for improvement in all facets of the game. Yes, especially defensively, he's going to need to show a little bit more size, a little more strength, and prove that he can guard his position. But, Jonesy, he's not a one-trick pony, and the Raptors seemed like they were absolutely elated to have the opportunity to get this kid at number 13. Well, it's interesting, Eric, because, you know, people always bring this up in the draft. I don't think it's a question because they always say, oh, do you draft the best athlete or do you draft for need? Well, they kind of got both when you think about the Raptors. Raptors. They got a good athlete. They got a guy who's 6'7". Uh, he's not right now, maybe not great defensively, but like I'll say this, and I've, I've mentioned it before, the NBA's devalued defense. You You can't you know, pick on a guy the way you used to just because of the way the game is. And so I think they got a good athlete. He's a sneaky good rebounder, we've been told. Well, that'll find out. But they also met a need with shooting. So they, they kind of got the best of both worlds when you think about it. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to see how he works out. Uh, you know, our first look might be at Summer League. Again, as well or as poor or whatever, depending on how he plays at Summer League, it's it's Summer League still. So people have to take it with the perspective. There's an adjustment if it's bad. And if a guy comes out of the gate good, just remember uh, LeBron, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid aren't playing Summer League. So um, I'm, I'm anxious to see how the young man does. And I like the fact that the Raptors, you know, met a need and also got you know, a good player. A lot of people were surprised that he was still around at that point. So good for Toronto for grabbing him. Well, a man that saw every one of Grady Dick's games um, up close and personal for his lone season at Kansas. He covers the Jayhawks for the Kansas City Star. We're uh, pleased to bring into the conversation Blair Kirkhoff. Blair, we had a chance earlier on Monday to hear from Grady Dick at his introductory press conference in Toronto, but I'll ask you, as a guy who got to see him up close and personal during his one and only season at Kansas, what's your initial impression of the type of person, let alone player, Grady Dick will be for the Toronto Raptors organization and the type of player and person the city will now hope to embrace going forward? Well, he absolutely is a uh, an affable person, and uh, you know, always seemed to have a you know smile on his face when he wasn't in, in you know in the heat of battle, so to speak, and uh, friendly. Uh, just a just a just a good guy, to be honest with you. Um, but but don't let don't let that fool you. I mean, he he really is a a competitor and. Uh, and and, uh, and and takes you know takes the game seriously. I mean, he's obviously a, a quick riser in, in basketball. You know, given his age and his experience, um, man, it just seems 
to, uh, to 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 jump to the NBA after one year of college and then the you know, the amateur career that he's had is going to be a challenge. But uh, I think he's I, I think he's ready to do it. And uh, I, you know, Bill Self, the, the Kansas coach, was saying all year that uh, that he thought uh, this would be the only season for for Grady Dick at Kansas, and it turns out he was right, and uh, and he made the right move to to jump to the you know to the NBA, but. Uh, no, he is. Um, uh, I think he's. I wouldn't say it's like a big personality, but he has personality, and we saw that on draft night with his, you know, with his outfit. And I'm, I'm glad he was drafted by the Raptors because I thought the red hat went well with what he was wearing. Uh, Blair, interesting because I, I read something where Bill Self said um, he didn't think Grady was going to be a one and done until, you know, a particular spot in a big game, and he really rose to the occasion. And, you know, you're around this game long enough, you get to realize that some guys' games translate, others, other guys don't. Like, you know, everybody knew that, you know, Alonzo Mourning was a good player at Georgetown, but they had no idea he was going to be a great pro the way he was. And, and, you know, is Grady one of those kids that I wouldn't say he – the chains come off when he gets out of the college system. But do you think as a four-year player at Kansas, had he done that, would his NBA career have matched that? Or do you think he's going to be better in the pros than he ever was or ever could have been at Kansas? That's a, that's a good question. I Listen, I, I always think that, uh, uh, that, you know, that more time in college, especially at a program like Kansas, uh, and a co- with a coach like Bill Self uh, w- would only help, but once you've reached a, a you know a, a, a point where you know you're you're being told like Bill Self was by by NBA folks that you know that, that you're looking at a potential lottery pick, I, I think you have to make the the business decision to you know, put your name in and and go through the the draft process. So that's what that's what Grady did Dick did. He had a stretch late in the non-conference part of the schedule where they were playing some good competition. I remember Indiana was one of those games. Missouri was another. And he just was, I'm not going to say man among boys, but he absolutely was the best player on the floor in those games. And, and, and uh, you know, against good competition, you just saw where he, you know, you saw the next levelness in him in, in those games. You know, it's interesting with Kansas. They've had – They've had a handful of, of, of one, you know, freshman departures under Bill Self that were for, you know, lottery picks. But Joel Embiid and Andrew Wiggins on the same team in 2014. I don't know if we ever saw, you know, the, the stardom from Embiid uh, after that. You know, he, he only played like three quarters of a season and has become, you know, an, an, an MVP and Andrew Wiggins, an NBA champion. And, um, and then Josh Jackson's another one who did not have as much a, of a career in the NBA or is not having as much of a career as the other two. I think Grady Dick is, is going to land on the more successful side of the, the one and dones that, that, that the Bill Self program has produced. Blair, you just touched on a little bit when you talked about him, you know, being arguably the best player on the floor in certain moments. He spoke about this himself, but I'd be interested in your perspective of what you foresee for Grady Dick at the professional level. And again, this is all, you know, speculating and prognosticating what, what you and every Raptor fan hopes to see, perhaps. But 
a guy that is not just a shooter. Like, what else he can do and will do for this team? Because he's being tabbed as a shooter. No denying the Raptors need shooting, but he can bring a lot more to the table and maybe what that is from your perspective. Yeah, look, I, I think you you know just start with his size. He's, he's good, and that's you know look, there are guys that shoot as well as he does, um, and that that were drafted from you know from the college ranks, or the G League, or, or whatever. Not G League, but uh, but other you know other, other uh, prep teams. Uh, but they're not you know they're, they're not six eight, and, uh, and 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 with the with the wingspan that, that he has, but he averaged five rebounds at, at, at KU. He was. I, I think he needs to become a little bit stronger with the ball. Um, you know, he's a, you know, he's kind of a thin player um, and, and needs to fill out a little bit more. But I, I think he's only, you know, you know, given his age, that's that's going to happen. Uh, and uh, so I, I think, I, I think what the N, the NBA toughens players up when they when they come from the college ranks, especially freshmen from the college ranks. And I, and I think that will happen with 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 Grady and. Uh, and yeah, look, we, we know he can shoot. In fact, it, when you see him shoot, you, you just, you're surprised when the ball doesn't go in the, the bucket. I only I know he shot only like 41% on threes as college. I say only. That's you know that's really good percentage. But every time the ball leaves his hand, he's got such great form. It just seems like it should go in every time. And um, if he can he can get on a roll and knock him down three, four, or five in a row. So that that is clearly his best attribute. But you're right. I mean. You're just watching the Denver Nuggets this year, and uh, a former Kansas player, Christian Brown, have the one game, that game three, where he went for 15 points and took it hard to the basket. Um, that, that's what I'm hoping to see from, from Grady Dick in, in, in a Toronto uniform. Uh, Blair, I guess you, you just kind of touched on something when you said, for me, when you said the NBA toughens kids up. Um, we watched the NBA game for a long time. It's not as, dare I say in quotes, tough, unquote, as it used to be. Um, but how, how, how tough a kid? Have you seen any spots where there had to be some physical, yet alone mental toughness displayed by Grady and he, and he, he met the challenge? Like, how tough a kid is he? No, look, he's, he's what he needs to be, or he was at the college level. Um, that, and, you know the toughness part wasn't an issue for him. Like I was saying, he, you know, he he is a, um, you know, he he's kind of a happy-go-lucky person away from the floor. But he is, he really is all business on the floor, and he can, you know, he can shoot daggers. That's that's for sure. I, I, I do think that he is going to, uh, you know, he'll he'll be fine in that department. Uh, so, um, you know, if you know under under the the, the sort of the category of toughness, I I hope. I hope Marquise Noel sticks with the Raptors because that even with you know with his with five foot seven frame or whatever he's being listed at, that guy is the the definition of of toughness. So uh, we we're really eager in, in this part of the country to see how those two guys progress. One last quick one for you, and I think it speaks to exactly what we're discussing right now: the the mental toughness, if nothing else. And I I, I don't want to sound childish or immature in asking this question. But I got to think that the toughness, and he he even spoke about it. Grady did during his his press conference, is like there's no escaping. We all know what the last name is, and we all know the connotations that people can spin the last name off into. And I'm sure, college kids especially in hostile environments with that last name, 
he's probably heard everything and then some, some things that I'm not even thinking. And that alone, I would assume, has got to toughen you up um, in terms of hostile environments, animosity that you hear, the cat calling, whatnot, and everything else, but then also having to have a sense of humor and be able to play off things, and that maybe then adds to his quirkiness and his personality that he's had to sort of just mature into at a young age. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When you first hear the name, you, know, you have you have that reaction, right? It's like, really? That, that That's your name? There's uh, it's, it's not pronounced differently? You know, is there... <laughs> You know, is, is there something that that I'm missing here? And, and then, and certainly that was the case for for Kansas basketball fans. And then you start playing, and uh, and, and you're you know you're talking about them all the time. And it's you know you, you tend to that at least that part for me anyway, and and for others that I know, it sort of recedes into the background a little bit. You just it's it just it's just the guy's name, and, uh, uh, and and he he always has, and I'm sure he did today. I'm sure he had a good answer, you know, for for questions like that. And every time he was asked about it at at KU, you know, he, he had the right answer. I guess I guess when you're uh, as visible as he is, you know, you, you become uh, it, it it pays to become well versed in in that, you know, to have to have a response for it. And, and you're right. I hadn't really thought about it, but maybe part of his outgoing nature is, you know, you know, having to, you know, having had to deal with that, you know, aspect of his life that few of us have to, you know, have to deal with. And um, and it is, uh, yeah. Look, he'll he'll um, he'll confront it. It's to it's a whole new audience for him now, uh, and he'll he'll have to confront it in you know in, in NBA arenas. And listen, there there is no more hostile environment in major college basketball rivalries. You know, you go in from, from a Kansas perspective, you go to Missouri like he did last year and he shot up the Tigers and, and you go into Texas and Oklahoma state and, and Kansas state. And those are, you know, th- those are students, those are people your own age screaming at you and, and, um, and trying to give you a hard time. And he had a lot of good games and against those types of teams. So um, he's, uh, you know, maybe maybe because of that, you pull for him a little bit more because you know he's dealing with something that not uh, not everybody has to deal with. Blair Kirkhoff, writer for the Kansas City Star, and we appreciate his time, his insights after following Grady Dick for his lone season at Kansas. And Jonesy, as you brought up in the interview, the lone season at Kansas initially it wasn't supposed to be that way. Bill Self himself thought that it would be at least two years. In fact, I think Grady Dick probably didn't think that it was going to be a one and done. But at some point, the light clicked, and it was impossible to deny the talent that was there and the opportunity to take that talent very quickly to the NBA and capitalize. Uh, not just from a basketball standpoint, but clearly financially as well, capitalize on making this next step. And now you look at a team that is like every other team in the NBA, just a, a few days away, less than a week away from free agency. And depending on how things shake down with the Raptors, good, bad, or otherwise, with their respective free agents, with Fred Van Vliet, with Jakob Pertl, with other moves that may or may not be coming, there's a chance for Grady Dick to play a significant role on this team next year in some way, shape, or form, especially depending on how the roster construction goes over the next few weeks, few months, looking ahead to next season. Uh, Eric, I'm not surprised because there are um, there have been more questionable talents uh, than Grady Dick come out after a one and done. And some of them, you know, may not have been drafted where they thought. 
some of them may not even have been that successful. So uh, as much as Bill Self and everybody thought, oh, it might be a couple years. I mean, if you get a sniff and you get to be a first round pick, then then out you come. So good for the young man, his people, the agents. Uh, and he, he's obviously shown something that people knew that he was going to be a first round pick. So, so good for him. And listen, uh, I, I don't know how much you can count on a first year guy to really you know, produce in big moments at big times. I mean, maybe the kid rises to the occasion, but you've got to take that developmental mindset with him and see how it works. I mean, you're playing the long game here. As much as people are uh, looking at Scotty Barnes, next year is only his third year in the league. And if not one and done, he'd be going into his senior year at Florida State. So the clock expedites and and the timetable speeds up for some of these kids and they come out and it's a matter of you know trying to get the right um, environment uh, the right mental state for his development so again I've said it before and I I keep saying it I'm looking forward to the way the young man uh, performs in the NBA because things are different the league is different the constraints uh, the physicality, all of those things that made it tough for younger players in the past, because there are so many younger players in the league right now, it's not as, I wouldn't say it's not as difficult, but the same challenges aren't there. Again, folks, you can subscribe to Smith & Jones wherever you get your podcast: Google, Apple, Spotify, or otherwise. Fresh content every Thursday on your favorite podcast platform and, of course, on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. And, of course, every once in a while, you get a bonus edition like this one right here. Thanks again to Blair Kirkhoff for joining us from the Kansas City Star. For producer Austin Mackey and for Paul Jones, I'm Eric Smith. Thanks for tuning in to this special edition, bonus edition of Smith & Jones.